This is the Ops Authority Podcast, where my mission is to break down the backside of your business so you can take the right actions to grow and scale. Hey, I'm Natalie Gingrich, a small business operations expert, and I'm going to give you a front row seat to real solutions that will help you reach the vision that you have for your business, all while equipping you to put out those inevitable pesky fires and those fears that pop up. Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome back to episode 85 of the Ops Authority Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Gingrich, an operations mentor and expert in the online space. I look forward to chatting with you guys every single week. If you're brand new to this podcast, I want you to know that if you're building a business as a service-based professional and you've got the operational skills, which could mean that you're an excellent project manager, you love managing teams and people, you also have a knack for designing organizations, bringing more profit into an organization, then this would be a podcast that you wanna tune into every single week. As you can tell, we're on episode number 85, so we've got lots and lots of great content for you. I invite you to hang around, and if you've been here for a while, would you mind going into iTunes or Apple Podcast and leaving a five-star review? This would be so helpful in helping us to get the word out to people who really need to build greater impact in their lives and live the legacy life that they want. I totally believe, I've built it and done it myself, but I believe that this is possible through a service-based business and leveraging your God-given skills. So head on over to iTunes or Apple podcast and leave us an awesome review. I would appreciate that so much. I have created the Director of Operations Certification Program. We now have about 140 women who have come through our program. And by leading that program, by creating the curriculum and mentoring these women day in and day out, year after year, I know exactly what their pain points are. I know what their struggles are, and what we discuss to help them overcome any of the struggles that they're facing. And so today's podcast is dedicated to one of those that I hear over and over and over again. And that is, how do we shift from an hourly pricing model to an outcomes-based pricing model? So this will bring you so much greater impact, both financially to you, but also really align you to deliver and to serve a higher level of client. So today, episode number 85 is about how to shift from hourly to an outcomes pricing model. It's totally normal to begin your pricing structure in your business by thinking about how many hours a task is going to take. This is the norm. This is what you see. And there are many educators that teach you how to do this. But I want you to know that there are many risks when it comes to that mentality. For one, scope creep. If you know anything about me, I'm pretty big on scope creep because it happens so quickly. You may have done that one thing that the person is paying you for a million times. But the thing is, is you've never done it for this company, for this team, with this mission, with this technical stack that they're using, or with these testers. So it's common to run into a mundane task taking much more time than you've expected or than it's taken you in the past. And that's a never a fun situation to run into. 
And when you get into that situation where you have spent a lot more time than you had anticipated or than you have charged for, at this point, you only have a couple options to you. Number one, you eat it, meaning that you reduce your hourly compensation or you reach out to the leadership and you ask for a change in the pricing. In most cases, you have already determined or told the person or priced the project, and that's what the business owner or your client is expecting to pay. So to go back and ask for additional compensation can sometimes be just a real big challenge. More times than not, contractors don't address this, and they just chalk it up to another lesson, and ultimately they get paid less for doing the same outcome. Another thing that I've seen that business owners look for when they're choosing a pricing model like this, the hourly pricing model, is they're gonna be looking for speed over quality. And it's advantageous to you as the person who's delivering that product to do it faster. So you're gonna tell yourself, I need to find efficiencies, I need to do this faster. Maybe I'll hire someone to help me get this done more quickly so that you can be in search of a greater profit margin for the time that you're spending. But at the end of the day, I believe that most of us want to be proud of the product that we're delivering in the end, and speed is not always the winner. You can also cap yourself because you can only work so many hours. The logistics of managing this pricing structure is really laborious. And here's what I mean about that. If they're paying you for hourly work, they're going to expect hourly tracking. Tracking your time takes time, additional time. So don't forget about that either. When people pay you per hour, the clients tend most often to obsess over what you're doing for every single hour instead of focusing on what the net effect you are giving and you are providing for that company. In my experience in mentoring hundreds of women in the online space, I've looked at the way that we price and I compare it to the level of impact that you're making in that organization. I'm a proponent of educating the director of operations community on outcomes-based pricing. Before we dive into this, I wanna be very, very clear that this is easier when you're contributing at the strategic level in a business. So if you go back to episode number 70, where we discuss the four different layers of business functions, I think that would be really good to review. But to summarize it, the base of, of those four layers is implementation. And then as you increase your expertise and your leadership, you will rise into management and then strategy. And at the very top is that visionary level, which most of us will likely never get into as it pertains to us playing that role in other people's businesses, maybe in your own, but not in other people's businesses. The higher the level that you're delivering on, the more aligned you're going to be to creating outcomes for that business that you're supporting. So DOOs are taught to price in this way because we're always working at that strategic level. So how do you shift from charging hourly, which is probably something that you've done from the get-go of your business, how do you shift from hourly to outcomes-based pricing? We're gonna go over a few ways today, and I hope that you'll ultimately take big action to do this because your worth is worth it. You are worth this. First of all, understand and agree on the outcome that the client is asking for. When you do this, the dynamic between you and the client becomes much less scrutinized and way more relational. What I mean by that, you are seen more for the relationship effects that you have in this business, more so than what it is specifically that you are doing. 
And this is a great thing. With this, you open up two-way communication. What I mean by two-way communication is you're free to say what you want to say and the client is free to come to you and feels welcome. Both parties feel welcome to stand up, to speak up, and to communicate differences and praise at the same time. So two-way communication is the ultimate place you want to be in a relationship. When you do this, you establish yourself as a leader. So my clients have thoroughly enjoyed the all-in feeling that comes with outcomes-based pricing. And as I talk to my peers, I hear that phrase all the time. I just want someone to be all in on my business. If you want someone to be all in on your business, you're never going to get that type of person with an hourly mentality. I often say that when I strategically partner with a business, I may estimate, let's just say five or 10 hours per week. But the reality is that I may spend five to 10 hours at my desk, but my brain doesn't shut off when I'm away from my desk. So I will think of great strategies or or frameworks, et cetera, when I'm driving or showering or cooking or scrolling the internet. <laughs> Basically, you don't turn off your brain when you are fully invested in a business that you're partnering with. And it's impossible to quantify these non-dedicated hours. I'm saying dedicated as if those are the hours that you're sitting at your desk. When you're in an implementation role, this is a little bit different. You know exactly what you're gonna do, you have the process to do it, and it's transactional. You sit down, you get it done. When you're playing at the strategic level, these thoughts, these ideas, these frameworks are built over time. And there is no specific, okay, I'm going to sit down on my desk. And during this time, I'm going to be strategic. That's not the way it works. All this said, if you don't fully understand the desired outcome that the client wants, you should not move forward. So the very first thing I want you to do when you're shifting your mindset from hourly to outcomes is to understand and agree on the outcome. You need to have really good questions, and understand what this person, what your client, the prospect is looking for, and then you're going to figure out if you're the right person to deliver on this. The second thing is evaluate what the outcome is worth to the client. And then next, what is your good, better, best and your revenue goal? And now set the price. Whatever you set the price at today is not going to be the price forever, but I want you to be bold and look at this from the next level. Move away from hourly and start looking at what your revenue goals are, what is going to allow you to get there and now set your price. This is going to be a sliding scale where you're going to continuously come back to this and address it, readdress it, and just get better at making sure you are feeling good about the income that you're getting for the level of effort that you're putting out. Let's think about this in real terms. The client is looking for someone, let's just say that the client's looking for someone to lead their team and hear the things that they say. They don't feel equipped, they don't have the time, and they wanna optimize their labor cost or bring down their labor cost. At this point, they can't do it because they don't feel like they have enough time or they don't have the interest. So the impact of you coming in to do this role is going to be difficult to quantify. You're bringing a skill set that the leader has told you that they don't have. There is no price tag that you can put on that. There's value. There is a lot of value there. 
You're also saving them time. They just got through telling you they don't have time to be the leader of their team. They're too busy in marketing or being the face of their brand, or maybe they're spending a lot of time coaching. They simply don't have the time that it takes to be a good nurturer of the talent they have on their team. The value of their time is extremely high. Again, this puts you at a disadvantage if you were to price hourly. Lastly, they told you that they wanted to reduce their labor cost. They wanna build efficiencies. And when you do this, you become a commodity. So if I were proposing to work with this client, I would make it clear to them what my partnership with them would mean. I would restate on the outcome and let them know my past accomplishments with working within similar situations. In this particular case or example that I've given you today, I would tell them that I had led large teams in corporate America. I have made the jump from leading teams in corporate America into small business. I would talk about the specific outcomes that I had created and share how my leadership shines in this role, how passionate I am. And I'd also tell them how I'm 100% committed to the outcome and I'm responsible for making that happen regardless of the time that it takes. That is what a leader wants to hear from you. That makes them feel like you are truly bought in or as they say, all in. And that's a desired feeling that they want and you're telling them that you're committed to doing that. The next thing, you want to build and communicate your authority. You do this by showing off your skills, your education, experience, and expertise. You can show your authority in your social media, your websites. Testimonials are incredibly important. And also by highlighting or quantifying the outcomes that you've been responsible for over your career. And a lot of times, and a really creative way to do this is case studies. So as you're building your portfolio of work, don't forget about the importance of case studies. So when you're doing your visibility planning, don't forget to create a mechanism or a process for making sure that you show off how you are an authority in this area. Another place to highlight your authority is in the discovery call. When you're on that call, I want you to listen intently to their pain points. You may have a script and I even have a podcast on how to the questions to ask in a discovery call. But I wanna tell you the most important thing is to listen to what they are saying. They're going to tell you where their gaps are. And if they don't, you're gonna wanna continuously dig and dig and ask really good questions. And as they're telling you their pain points, you're assessing if you're the right person to join them. If you are, I wanna encourage you to give them some value in this call. It's basically a free strategy call for them. You don't have to give away every single thing, but I want you to show up and show off your value. Couple your experience and results to the questions that they have. This gives them a taste of the strategic level that they're going to receive when they partner with you. If they can see that you're going to be a strategic partner, Shifting from hourly to outcomes is going to be natural. It's not going to feel uncomfortable for them. If they can feel your value at this stage, the outcomes pricing is easy to get to because they already see the value. I believe that this is the special sauce right here. Next, I want you to be prepared to educate the client on why you charge this way because you may receive some pushback when you propose it. 
In the small business space, and particularly in the online world, many business owners are used to being charged per hour, especially if they've been hiring entry-level talent and resources that really focus on the implementation level. Lots of independent contractors build their businesses off of the hourly model. You likely identify with this. So the more immature the business is, the greater the resistance to shifting this mindset. But this is your time to shine as a leader. You're teaching them as much as you're helping yourself. So step out there, communicate your authority, your experiences, help them to understand how you're moving them, how they are actually assuming less risk and greater outcomes, how this is benefiting them. And I promise you, if your client shifts the way that they are thinking about this, their businesses will reap greater benefits and allow them to scale even faster. And I know ultimately, if they're coming to you to help them solve a problem, their biggest goal is to scale their business quicker. So if you initiate this outcomes-based pricing, you are going to differentiate yourself from the other people around you. Some people are still gonna offer a similar service to you, but they're gonna do it in an hourly way. When you do this and an outcomes-based model, you are already propelling yourself to the strategic level. So I, I said earlier in this podcast today, if you're charging hourly, the mentality of the person paying you is that you are an implementer level. If you wanna put yourself and set yourself apart in the strategic level, getting closer to that director of operations, I want you to set up your systems in a way that you can trust yourself. You feel confident in charging for outcomes. This will make you irreplaceable in the market. It will set you apart. I promise I've been there. I've done it. I've led many other people to do it. And it saves you from massive scope creep as well. So I have to ask you, are you ready to go all in, as they say, to change your pricing structure from hourly to outcomes? So with every single episode of the Ops Authority podcast, I wanna make this actionable. I wanna give you a task a project. It's a mini project, but I want to give you something so that when you're listening to this, you're thinking about how this applies to your business and how you can put this this content to work. So today, obviously we've talked about shifting from hourly to outcomes and your ops activity this week is to identify the outcome that you are most equipped to provide for your client. So what does this mean? Think about your most recent discovery calls. Think about the clients that you currently serve. What outcome are you getting them? What is that outcome worth? Now, this is gonna help you to move away from the default, the easy pricing mechanism, which is hourly. But if you wanna up-level, if you truly want to scale your own business, you need to start looking at the outcomes-based model so that you can build your team, decrease your financial risk, bring in a bigger team, and ultimately be able to scale your business. So the ops activity is to identify the outcome that you are most equipped with and what you're currently providing to your clients. If you come into the Ops Insiders Facebook group, just search theopsinsiders.com and you'll be invited into our group. You will see a prompt for episode number 85 where we're going to ask you that exact question. What is it that you're providing 
And what is that outcome worth? You don't have to give us numbers, but I do want you to just have that time and focus to think about what you're bringing to your clients. So many people will never take the time to think about what the true outcome is. What are the soft and the hard skills that you're bringing that create an outcome that is truly desirable? I thank you guys so much for hanging out with me today. I really want to up-level you and to create greater impact for you financially and also build a brand that stands apart from everyone else. One of the greatest ways to do that is through outcomes-based pricing. I hope to see this shifting for you and leverage us if you have any questions in this process. Again, come on over to theopsinsiders.com and we will continue our conversation there. Alrighty, friends. We will be back next week and we're going to be talking about a topic that comes up an awful lot, which is a profit share model. How do we move into a profit share model? How do we suggest that with the clients that we're working with? It's a natural progression and natural question that comes up after we talk about moving from hourly to outcomes. So I hope to see you next week here with episode number 86. I thank you so much for hanging out with me today and I hope to see you in theopsinsiders.com. Have a great day. Thank you for investing just a little bit of time to listen to this episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am so grateful to be surrounded by real action takers like you who are invested in growing their business through operations. Will you add one more action to your to-do list today? Visit theopsauthoritypodcast.com where you can join our community of business owners and other ops experts. You're going to hear from me in a week, but in the meantime, do big things on the backside of your business.